You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You with the upper hand in your fantasy football leagues? Then you've come to the right place. To the right place. You're listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. Hey guys, what's going on? Happy Friday. Um, it is a happy Friday indeed. Uh, you know, it's funny because, you know, you get back to work, you know, middle of the week, New Year's, and then all of a sudden it's the weekend again. And yeah. this week was a, a, a weird one because, you know, not only, you know, we had we a lot of things going on in the NFL, obviously, but like, um, not only that, like, we didn't really, we didn't talk about week 18 much, you know, that's what we're going to no. do in this podcast. Uh, we got a lot to talk about. Um, we, we did get some very positive news on DeMar Hamlin yesterday. Uh, uh, Carrier Elam said that Hamlin was awake. The doctors had a you know mini virtual press conference and said that he was responsive and he is neurologically intact. Um, apparently, he has movement in his arms, uh, in his hands, and his feet. And uh, the doctors said that all cylinders in his brain seem to be firing. So, you know, all amazing news. Um, you know, we're hoping to continue to hear more good news as he makes progress. Uh, hopefully, out of the ICU at some point. That that's the hope. Um, but you know, it's it's crazy because you know the doctors said that you know when he woke up obviously he can't speak yet because he has the breathing tube in but right. he asked, wrote down on a piece of paper he said did we win so yeah. that's where his, so, where his priorities were that that's crazy to me too because like the fact that he would remember that where he went out like that's just an interesting thing to me like i don't know anything about how the brain works or that kind of stuff you know i'm definitely not a doctor we make jokes about dr rizzuto dr Sidigi on this podcast a lot but that's it for football injuries but this type of injury I can't believe you remember that. The first thing that he wakes up and that's what comes to mind. Like, that's just crazy. I, I couldn't believe that. Really, obviously, like you said, good news with DeMar Hamlin. Um, they said, yeah, they said that he did that in writing because he has a breathing tube. I wonder what he's thinking. He's probably seen all the donations that have come in, right? Like, I don't know if he, he has. React. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what they told him, you know, like, right. Uh, I don't know what they told him yet. Like, I'm not sure if they wanted to overwhelm him with all the stuff that has been going on yet. Um, mm hmm. You know, they probably want to keep it simple. I don't know. I have no idea. Um, yeah, I don't know. But, you know, it, it's it's like the doctors did respond to his question and, and said that, that he, yes, he did win and then he won the game of life, right? Which is yeah. an amazing response to, to an amazing question. But it's true, man. Uh, you know, it's, 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 it's really, uh, you know, this is the news that we wanted to hear, um, you know, going yeah. into you know the week 18 games i'm sure there's you know a, a sigh of relief you know in term for all football players right um you know around the country mm -hmm. just you know hopefully you know hoping that you know something more tragic you know really could have happened and you know hopefully everything so far is looking looking pretty positive uh, for yeah. him 
and and his future. It, so we're going to continue to you know keep him in our thoughts. Yeah, obviously. And then um, I'm not sure how this would work. I, I, it's the obviously the way that we're keeping him in a first. We're, we're doing that, but I, I think that with him coming back, I, I just completely lost my train of thought. I can't believe that happened. It was gone. I had it the whole time you were talking, and then I completely well, lost. Well, uh, what I was so going to say. while you remember what you were going to say, Ian Rappaport just tweeted, and um, uh, Albert right here, who's live with us in our in our chat, uh, he prompted me to look for it. But Ian Rappaport just tweeted out and said that uh, he is addressing Demar Hamlin is addressing the team via FaceTime. The breathing tube is out, and he spent the morning speaking to various teammates on FaceTime. And now he's now? now, yep, six minutes ago, and now he's delivering a message to the entire group. That's what Ian Rappaport just tweeted. That is, yeah, crazy, dude. That is amazing, right. man. Unbelievable. That's awesome. Yeah, and that, that, that's what that, that came back. Yeah, so that's awesome news, obviously. But just like it's so nice that he did this. This is like best case scenario. It sounds like now at this point, even before that, I was gonna say it was best case scenario, but that's like best case scenario because now he's talking, and yeah, obviously dude. we want him to get healthy and all that. Um, it would have been a lot less fun, you know, this weekend and going into the playoffs if we had this cloud hanging over the NFL. The players might not have been as excited to play. You know, it could have dampened things a lot if this didn't go the way it did. So for it's sure. awesome news here that he's best case scenario for him and just for everyone else in general. Obviously, we're, we've all been praying for him. So that's awesome. The Bills, you know, team probably pumped now, you know, and they're just like, yeah. wow, like we got our guy back. You know, and going into this weekend, it's going to be way easier, you know, for them to focus, right? Like, I'm sure this yeah. week has been extremely hard on them. Bengals, too, you know, because they were on the field with these guys, right? And they were on the field yeah. with, in, in that whole situation, um, you know. So, yeah, uh, this, this is just great. That's great. Yeah. Um, awesome. Great way to start the podcast. That's awesome, man. Thanks, Albert, That's for pointing news. that out to us in the chat uh, so we can talk about it uh, live on the pod. Um so the NFL, they've ruled that they will not be resuming the Bills-Bengals game. Um, and, right. you know, just to explain the top seed scenarios coming into last week, right? So if the Bills beat the Chiefs uh, – I'm sorry. If the Bills um, beat the Bengals beat the on Bengals. Monday night, right? Like, 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 let's say that game played out. Um, they right. would have been tied with the Chiefs for the best record in the AFC. And the Bills held the tiebreaker there between both of those teams, right? And, yeah. as, you know, with them and the Chiefs as well. Uh, in case, like, them and the Chiefs finished the season with the same record at the top of the AFC, in that scenario, the Bills would have owned the number one seed. And that's because the Bills head. beat right. – Yeah, they had to head. The Bills beat the Chiefs earlier this year. Now, the Bengals were one game behind both the Chiefs and the Bills. Uh, so if the Bengals beat the Bills on Monday night, and then the Chiefs lose this weekend, would have lost this weekend, then the three teams would have had the same record. And the Bengals, yeah. they beat the Chiefs and the Bills this year, so they would have gone all the way up to the number one seed in the AFC. But right. all that is not happening anymore. Bills-Bengals was declared a no contest, and the Bengals are have been named AFC North champions uh, because regardless of the outcome of this week's game against the Ravens, they will have a higher win percentage. Okay. Right. Now, if the Ra Ravens win this game against the Bengals this week, uh, and if they end up playing the Bengals in the wild card round again, you know, if they're the sixth seed, uh, the NFL is going to determine 
where they end up playing, whether that's in Cincinnati or whether that's in Baltimore, that would be based on a coin flip. And that's basically because the Ravens didn't have a chance to win the AFC North. Right. right? So they're kind of, you know, given the edge to the, the Ravens here, they're, they're given the title to the Bengals and any, any, any uh, home, any of the wildcard teams outside of the Ravens, if they end up playing the Bengals, it will be in Cincinnati. But, between these two teams, if they end up playing wildcard weekend, that will be the only scenario where uh, they would do a coin flip coin flip to determine where they end up playing between those two cities. Right. So essentially what it boils down to is the Ravens are pretty much playing for a 50-50 shot at hosting the wildcard game. And that's where it goes with that. And then the Bengals, they need to win to have a chance at a neutral site, one seed, uh, AFC championship game if they would make it to that correct because if the Bills and the Chiefs both win it's just the Bills and the Chiefs that would go to a neutral site if that would be the AFC championship matchup if the Bills and Chiefs would lose and the Ravens would win that would qualify the Bengals right because no the Raven if the Ravens would win it would still be just the Bills and the Chiefs as the AFC championship matchup the potential AFC championship matchup at a neutral site but if the Ravens lose and the Bills and Chiefs win or if they lose i think it's win if as long as if the Bengals win they will be in the mix for a neutral site afc championship game that's how it works right regardless of who the matchup is if it's the bills or the chiefs playing the Bengals, it could be a neutral site afc championship matchup but that's only if the Bengals win this week so they're playing for a chance for a neutral site afc championship matchup and then the afc the wild card matchup for the ravens could be a 50-50 home game for them if they win this week against the Bengals. So there's a lot on the line for both these teams. Yeah, I mean, there are a couple of reasons the Bengals are potentially getting screwed here a little bit. Um, you know, if yeah. they take care of the Ravens this week, uh, which they should, you know, they'll get their home game in the wild card round, right? Yeah. Um, but they also have no shot at the one seed now, and they would get the two seed if the Bills lose. You know, if the Bengals win, right, and the Bills lose, they would get the two seed. Okay, now since the Chiefs, Bills, and 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 going back to the Ravens real quick, if the Chargers lose, because the Chargers are in the fifth speed, seed right now, the Ravens are in the sixth sixth seed right now. If the Chargers lose right. and the Ravens win, the Ravens go up to the fifth seed, and you don't have to worry about any neutral site between the Bengals and the Ravens, uh, because they wouldn't yeah. play each other in the wild card uh, in in the wild card round. Um, right now, since the Chiefs, Bills, and Bengals were all vying for that one spot. You know, like you were alluding to, you know, depending on how the games go this weekend, they could potentially see each other uh, in the AFC championship. Right um, now, right. the owners are going to vote today on which scenarios are the best options for neutral sites uh, for a potential AFC championship game between the Chiefs and the Bills. And they're going to do that vote today. So if Buffalo and Kansas City both win and they're in the AFC championship, the proposal would be that if the Bills and Chiefs ended up with the same record, the Bills would have had home field advantage if the chiefs and mm -hmm. bills both lose and the Bengals win if either the bills or the Bengals make it to the championship game against the chiefs it would be at a neutral site if the bills and chiefs both win this week the chiefs get the bye right if the chiefs lose and right. the bills win the bills get the bye and we don't have to worry about any neutral site situation for the afc championship if that's the case I hope I right. hope that's a lot. There's that's a lot, lot of information. A lot of moving parts. But and a lot of things I, can happen I, I where none that, of this I hope that even... makes sense. 
there's a lot of things that can happen where none of this even occurs. You know, like we said about the Ravens, they could jump in the five seed and they don't have to worry about that. And then obviously if one team wins, the other team loses between the Bills and the Chiefs, you know, it's pretty much decided at that point. So there's a lot of moving parts. And, you know, they're having that vote on it today. Nothing's like set in stone. But I don't see a situation where yeah. they don't just put this through, you know, because this is the only solution two days out from these games happening. Well, this seems like a pretty good solution to me, even though you know, a couple teams, you know, aren't, you know, aren't favored in with the solution. But like, it, it's it's good because it doesn't affect the other teams who are not really involved. Yeah, as, or as that much like the Ravens aren't really weren't really involved in the situation. You know, they're not really getting slighted by a ton. They're still going to get a chance at home field, but they're not getting a chance at the AFC North. But outside of right. that. That should be fine because they weren't going to win that game anyway, to be honest. No, um, I don't think they would either. So if you have a week 18 championship or if you're playing DFS, you might want to know which teams have something to play for, right? Right. Uh, which teams might rest players, which teams have nothing to play for. So that's the purpose of this next segment here. Okay. So a few teams who have absolutely nothing to play for and are just vying for the best draft spot. Right, meaning that they could play their starters, or they might not. They might try to lose, not 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 super intentionally because they don't want to, you know, you know, look like they're losing. But they might want to lose right. because they're going to get the best draft potential draft spot. Um, Colts, Texans, right, and they're playing against each other this week. So you know, whoever loses this game wins. The yeah. Falcons, <laughs> Saints, Panthers, uh, Saints and Panthers are playing each other. Uh, the Bears, the Cardinals, the teams that I just mentioned, they're out of the playoffs. They have nothing to play for. They're just vying for the best draft spot. So it's it's kind of hard to trust these teams. But yeah, um, they're like so. Let's look at the first team, the Colts. There's no one I'd really trust on the Colts this week, right? No. Um, there's no one I'd really <laughs> trust on the Texans this week. They're they're playing against each other, right? Yeah. That's um, gonna be a right. Rough Would game. you agree with that? <laughs> yeah. No. Okay. With, with, with um, the Colts, they were bad as is, Falcon, even when they were trying. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Where are they trying? That was a question. Um, yeah. Arthur Smith, um, you know, for the Falcons, the head coach, he might try and win this game against the Bucks, right? You yeah. know, the Bucks are probably not playing their starters. You know, Arthur Smith needs to win games just to kind of like make sure he's not in the hot seat. So yeah. I think Tyler Algier is still in play. He needs 100 yards rushing to hit 1,000 yards in the season. So I think that's going to be in play here. Uh, Drake yep. London, I think, is still in play as well, right? They're, these guys are potentially going up against backups for the Bucs. Yeah. So they could potentially have big days. Yeah, but the Buccaneers, I think they're definitely going to rest starters, obviously, because they have no way to improve their seating. Yeah. They're just locked in. They're a seven seed. It doesn't matter what they yes. do. So they're not going to start, especially with 45-year-old Tom Brady, at quarterback. They're not going to risk him. I think you look at the opposite side of the ball. Well, the, Bucks, the, 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 Bucks won the the Bucks won the NFC South. Yes, they did. So they'll be the four seed. They are the four seed regardless. They can't drop out yeah. otherwise. They're not going to make it as a wild card. But um, what I was saying, on the other side of the ball with the Falcons, like I said, I alluded to a couple weeks ago with the youth movement in Atlanta. You know, you mentioned Desmond Ritter, Tyler Algier, Drake London. I think they're absolutely in play. And then Arthur Smith, too, like you said, to keep himself off the hot seat. I, I would be surprised if they don't consider getting rid of Arthur Smith, but we'll see how it goes. Uh, I think maybe his time could be up if, the cards fall the wrong way for him. But I think the young guys, you can definitely start them and be pretty confident. Like Desmond Ritter, Tyler Algier, Drake London. I'm okay with that. I think they're going to see what they have. 
they're fine. It's not like they're contending for anything this season. And they got a long way to go yet, I, I think, um, even heading into next season. But I think they're going to use this game, especially against backups, to see what they have. And it could end on a high note for these guys. I think Tyler Algier, like you said, is the safest of them. I wouldn't rule out a big day from Drake, uh, from Drake London either if Desmond Ritter can get it going in the passing game. And like you said, against backups, I think it's on the table. We see weird things happen in this last – like it feels like an extra week. Yeah, no, I, I hear that. And then Saints-Panthers, um, you know, I, I think both teams here want to tank, right? Like yeah. I'm not sure how this game plays out. I think I'm fine rolling DJ Moore out there. Um, I think that's about it in this game. Um, I know that Deontay Foreman needs like a thousand, needs like a, more than a hundred yards to hit a thousand yards rushing. If he has a big game, yeah. it's possible they try to feed him. But I, you know, outside of that, you know, it's I really don't want to trust Alvin Kamara or Chris Olave. You know, There's although no I'm sure the Saints will want up. to get Olave. Yeah, I, you know, Olave is probably going to try to get to a thousand yards receiving. You know, it's it's very feasible. But like he also was coming off that hamstring injury. Um, you know, so I'm not sure if they want to push him as hard, but you know, we'll see. I just it's hard for me to trust these guys this week. Right? No, you um, you really can't. Not not in these games. I, I don't think. I hate. You know, it, it's funny because I love the extra week, but I hate the extra week. You know, because this is the type of thing you do. You just stat padding, stat chasing. Not a whole thing. There's no way to know who's going to be playing um, to the hardest extent. I, I think that DJ Moore is really the only play in this game too. I don't like any of the Saints' offense. I haven't for a couple of weeks. Even Alvin Kamara. So. There's no reason. I, I'm just kind of keeping my hands off of that game. You can start them in a pinch pinch, but I, I'm not happy starting anyone from that game. Okay, cool. Um, the Vikings-Bears game is interesting uh, because uh, Justin Fields is out, right? The Bears are out of it. Nathan Peterman gets a start. Um, can't really trust any Bear in this game. Now, on the Vikings side, they don't have a lot to play for because they're likely going to be the three seed regardless of what happens. Like the only way they be, they can become the two seed is if the 49ers lose to the Cardinals, which probably isn't happening. Um, you know, right. with that being said, since they have a chance to get the two seed, like even if it's a small one, they might play their starters. And, you know, because of that possibility against the bad bears defense, like I think Dalvin cook, Justin Jefferson, TJ Hawkinson, like Justin Jefferson is chasing like all types of records, right? And Hawkinson, he can hit a thousand yards receiving if he has a hundred yeah. yard receiving game in this game. So I think they might go after it, honestly, um, because they have that chance at the two seed, um, which would be a big deal, right? Coming to in Minnesota for the for these games in the playoffs. Um, I think Kirk Cousins doesn't play this week too. Um, you know, I think I think I'm okay playing the Vikings players yeah. this week. You know, in betting, uh, DFS, and uh, in in if your if your championship is in week eighteen, I, I think I'd be okay with that too. Because the Bears' defense isn't anything to behold. You know, even whether when they're starting their players or they're not. You know, even the Vikings' offense is good enough. I'm okay with starting them too. These types of games, and like I said, I'm not sure how this is going to play out, but I see this kind of thing happen. Could be happening a couple in a couple games this week. And I talked to you a little bit about this before the podcast for us, but I said. That like they could definitely play a good half of football, you know, and decide to just pull starters and then check the scoreboards, you know, just see if they need to keep playing something like that. And obviously, it might be a little bit unheard of, but I've seen. I feel like we could see this kind of thing happen because there's no reason to think that against a bad Bears defense that this Vikings team isn't going to play well. I expect them to go up. They might just build a lead and then just pull everybody, you know, and be done. But that building of the lead might be enough to make these fantasy players relevant. And like you said, where you trust the Vikings players. I could see that happening with the Cowboys, maybe with the 49ers. You know, these teams that need a little bit of help, regardless of 
um, whether they win or not. I could see them just kind of building that lead against bad teams and then just sitting back and seeing where they sit, maybe partway through the game. I'm not sure if they get that access to see what's going on, but I could see that happening. I think a good half of football is going to be enough to make the players well, the, the access, relevant. Yeah, the, the access for the 49ers won't be there because the Vikings play in the early window, 49ers play in the later window. So like the right. Vikings won't know like what's going on in that 49ers game. And that's a real game that matters for them um, to see if the 49ers can, can lose to the Cardinals. Um, but I don't know, see that happening. I'll say this, like <laughs> about, about about that game, like if you want to like diversify just a little bit in DFS, like I think Matt Alexander Madison uh, can be a little bit of a play here, like something somebody not so obvious. I can see him, you know, getting some work in this game because he's yeah. still effective. If he's in the game, you're not really throwing the game, right? But like against the Bears defense, they might not play Dalvin Cook 100 percent because they got to save him, you know, for the playoffs, obviously. So I think right. Madison could be in play here this week in DFS. And you consider you consider too that the Bears are allowing fourth most fancy points running backs this season. And obviously everything is subject to change. Some of these right. statistics aren't going to be perfectly accurate because you know they're going to pull starters. Some people might be not be playing. Some people might be injured. They might not be trying as hard like you said. But it's a good matchup regardless on the ground for Dalvin Cook or Alexander Madison. I think you're right um, with saying that these guys could see some more playing time. And Madison, you know. He could spell Dalvin Cook. Do you think Dalvin Cook might be in for like, I don't think it's going to be an extremely reduced workload, but do you think he can reach over 15 carries in this game, Dalvin Cook? I think so. I think it's still possible. Um, I, I would depend on efficiency, though, like maybe a touchdown, but I wouldn't right. expect like a, a monster performance this week. So um, if, you, if you were playing, players. yeah, if you're playing like the higher lower for underdog, you know, and the, the line came out and it was over under 14, 15 carries, like would you be taking? The higher or lower? I'll probably take the under on that. I would take the lower too. I, I think that that's just yeah. a safer bet. Like I could totally see Dalvin Cook mixing in. You know, I mean, pretty much like I think ten carries is where I kind of see him. Yeah, I can see that. That makes sense. Um, now, as far as the Cardinals are against the Forty ers like you know, they're obviously out of it. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins is not playing. Uh, Marquise Brown, I guess he's in play. Greg Dortch is in play. Um, James Conner isn't practicing yet this week, so I'm not sure if he does end up playing. I'm not sure how much I trust him this week either. Yeah, I wouldn't. Um, yeah. Also, in this 49ers Cardinals game, uh, Christian McCaffrey might be out, so you know there's no reason to really force him to come back this week. Like, I'm sure the ankle injury isn't that bad, um, but they're just taking it easy on him because they're going to need him in the playoffs. Um, Elijah yeah. Mitchell might be back this week, so you know he would be the guy I play if he's back. Um, otherwise, probably Jordan Mason over Tyrion Davis-Price uh, after last week's go-ahead touchdown. Um, mm-hmm. I would probably go Jordan Mason over TDP if I were to choose one. I would still think it's somewhat of a, of a committee if Christian McCaffrey and Elijah Mitchell are out, but I would I think I'll prefer M- Mason uh, by a hair over TDP. Right, for me, I'm kind of... So, Brandon Ayuk, I want to be like happy and say that, yeah, he's going to play and he's going to get the numbers that you need. And he, he hasn't been like a mainstay in your lineup. Probably you've been questioning whether or not to start him, you know, the past couple of weeks because he had that rough target share at first when Brock Purdy came back, but he came back and had that good game last week. I'm not sure how much I trust him this week. I don't think that they're going to be throwing the ball a whole lot. You know, if this game does end up being close, I don't think it's going to be. Maybe he can have some relevance. I don't think it's going to be a close game. This might be a ground and pound. He might be good, Brandon Ayuk, if he plays for a little bit for a, a touchdown. That might be about it. You know, I don't th- I'm don't. i not seeing a whole lot of ceiling like he had last week. The 26-point ceiling isn't going to be there. I see him kind of capping out 
at 15, 16, you know, just a couple catches in PPR even. So I, I think that Brendan, I'm not trusting him. That's best case scenario for me if he lands in the teens for fantasy points. I think it's going to be a quiet day for the receivers at least this week and then week 18 for the 49ers. Yeah, I can see it. I can see it. I, I still like him in this game. I mean, the target shares the last two games have been absolutely ridiculous, almost 40% for Brendan Ayuk. So I, I can see, you know, Brock Purdy throws, you know, more than 25, maybe 30 passes. I can see Ayuk having a pretty good day. So, you know, he would be in lineups in my Week 18 championship, and he would be a potential DFS player as well with somebody who has a, you know, he, he can blow up, um, especially in full PPR. Um uh, okay, so let's move on to teams who will potentially play spoiler <laughs> and play starters for the whole game. Should, should uh, the Raiders against the Chiefs. Team? Maybe? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think uh, Raiders against the Chiefs for sure. Jets against the Dolphins. Uh, Rams against the Seahawks. And the Commanders against the Cowboys. I think those four teams want to play spoiler this week. Um, yeah. I'm cool with playing Garrett Wilson against the Dolphins with Mike White at quarterback. Um, that's about it for the Jets, though. Um, they do yeah. want to spoil the Dolphins' playoffs hope, playoff hopes for sure. Um, the Raiders, they probably want to try and win this game, right? Josh McDaniels, he needs wins yeah. right now, right? And uh, Devontae Adams, he can also reach 1,500 receiving yards with a decent game. So I'm good playing him against the Chiefs team who, you know, the Chiefs are trying to win this game, man. They're, they're going to they, – they want that one seat. So, you yeah. know, he's going to be there. Josh Jacobs hasn't practiced yet this week i'm assuming he'll be out there just like he has all year um even though mm. he's been banged up probably wants to protect the rushing title as well and not let any other running back yeah. catch up to him um and the raiders have zero reason to care about an injury since he's gone after this year so i'm good playing right. my raiders this week yeah uh, these spoiler teams are the ones that are like the best as far as you know reliability when it comes to this week of the fantasy uh, season you know you're, you're looking at teams that are definitely gonna be playing all their starters i think he hit the nail on the head with this one. And Jarrett did him. You know, the Raiders took him down to the wire with Derek Carr, quarterback. I'm not saying Derek Carr was obviously playing better football at that time, but the Raiders have it in them to keep this game close. It's not like the Chiefs are just going to walk in, trounce them, and walk out, especially with the way Devontae Adams is playing. He had that big game last week um, after a couple of cold spell games, you know, the weeks before that. But Jarrett Stidham should keep him close. I, I think the offense looked really good last week. Um, it could be a high-scoring affair. And like you said, there's no reason for either of these teams to just kind of let off the gas at this point. And you mentioned Josh Jacobs. I think he's pretty much a lock to play. And we've been saying this all season. The Raiders are going to try and squeeze every ounce of value they can get out of him with him being gone. You know, so he's going to be playing regardless, I think. I'm not worried about his status at all. So I think you can definitely start all the Raiders and Chiefs in this game. I agree with you. Yeah. Um, and then the Rams against the the Seahawks. Like, I'm cool playing K-Makers in this game. I'm cool playing Tyler Higby. Uh, you know, both have great matchups, but the Seahawks, this is a division game, remember, like Jets Dolphins division game, Raiders Chiefs division They're game. All like, division they don't want games, their yeah, yeah they, they don't want their guys, those other teams to make to have an advantage in the playoffs or make the playoffs even. Um and right. if the if the Jets win, the Dolphins are most likely out of the playoffs. Um if the Rams win against the Seahawks, the Seahawks are out of the playoffs. Right? Uh right. so this is it's huge, right? If the Seahawks lose, then it's really up between the Packers and the Lions to see who wins and makes it to the playoffs. But um, both K-Makers and Tyler Higby have great matchups. Uh, the Seahawks, you know, will, you know, go hard to play all their starters, obviously, because they want to make it to the playoffs. That's going to that's a good thing for the Rams. Yeah. Um, so Tyler Higby needs to hit 600 receiving yards to unlock an extra $500,000 in his contract. Um, that's only about 13 more receiving yards, whatever. But I'm sure, you know, he'll get that in this game. Um, 
yeah. and more potentially because he's get, been getting a higher target share. Um, the Seahawks, you know, are in the playoffs if they win. Packers if, and the Packers lose on Sunday night. So if the Packers win on Sunday night, they're in. They're in, and the Seahawks and Lions are out. Right, the Lions right. are in if they win on Sunday night, and the Rams beat the Seahawks. Um, so this is all for that last wild card playoff spot in the NFC. Yeah, this is the playoff triangle with these three teams for the NFC. Like, there's all that drama going on over in the AFC between the AFC North champion and, you know, with everything that happened with the game cancellation and then the top seed in the AFC. But the drama over in the NFC is between the Packers, the Seahawks, and the Lions. And the Packers have the best chance to make the playoffs of them all because they just need to win. They're in. They, have, they don't need any help. If they win, they're in, and that's the way it goes. But, um, yeah, all these guys, are, teams are going to be playing their players. Like I said, with the Rams, I agree. Tyler Higby. He should have a good game. He's been a favorite target of Baker Mayfield's. And we see this kind of thing happen a lot, like you said, with the incentives. People have incentives in their contracts, and they're only a little bit off. We saw that, I think it was, was it last year or two years ago, that Russell Wilson helped Tyler Lockett hit his because he just targeted him and targeted him and targeted him at the end of this game for him to get those receptions, and he got that incentive. So those kind of weird things can happen and actually boost up fantasy performances, so definitely keep an eye out for them. But like you said, I think the Packers, they're a safe bet. They're definitely going to be playing all their starters. Um, the Lions, all of them, they're all – competing for the playoffs there's no reason not to and like you said with the division um rivalries going on there's no short there's no love lost you know in these games they're definitely gonna be playing as hard as they can trying to keep each other out of the playoffs and we were talking about that packers lions game um i really like jared goff this week uh yep. sports books have his over under touchdown passing touchdown props set at one and a half passing touchdowns at like plus 120 on the over so like you know even if the seahawks end up winning earlier in the in the day like I really like the over on that regardless, um, you know, and the over, you know, at plus 120, I'm taking that all day long. He's thrown at least two touchdowns in five of his last six games, and that sixth game was against the, against, was against the Jets. So, you know, no issues there. Uh, and Preciser has this game at a 49-point total with the one-point spread. So I think Goff can get it done pretty easily there. Yeah, so I like Goff too. Everything screams good on paper for Jared Goff, but the thing is I, I saw a stat somewhere and it's really odd because it's almost like the Amari Cooper stat home versus away. Jared Goff is a much different quarterback indoors than he is outdoors. And this game's being played in Green Bay um at night. So it's going to be cold. I'm not sure it, it's obviously like I, I think that the game script could lend itself to Jared Goff throwing over that one and a half touchdown prop. But I think that you know, him being outside, he throws much fewer touchdowns outside than he does inside. I think the numbers were like 27 indoors to like nine outdoors. And he has more interceptions in those games. It's just ridiculous. It's like one of those Amari Cooper stats. So just something to keep in mind. I was looking at Jared Goff, too, going in this week. I was like, man, this would be a really good matchup, you know, between the Packers and the Lions. It's probably going to be the highest, one of the higher over-unders, you know, maybe even on Precise or that kind of thing. Um, I didn't get a chance to look at them, but. 100%. I think it seems like an easy pick, but for me, I might just be tempted. I'm not saying you should take the lower, but it could easily be a lower touchdown output than you think, just looking at it on paper. Yeah, I can see it. I mean, he threw for three touchdowns in Carolina two weeks ago, 355 passing yards, so maybe he's over it. That's the hope. Maybe. We'll see. Um, we saw Amari Cooper do that. What was it? He had an all right game with Deshaun Watson. Last week. You know, maybe these things, yeah, maybe these things just kind of come and go, but it's an interesting trend. They they always show it. I think I've seen in the past couple of weeks for Jared Goff. You know, uh, they show it on like the Fox graphics when they throw it up in the game. Um, so Sam Howell is going to be playing and starting for the Commanders this week uh, because his friend Taylor Heineke, such a nice guy, handing him the starting job this week. Um, 
Ron Rivera is gone, most likely after this game. Yeah. Um, most likely the Cowboys, you know, won't be winning the NFC East. They have a small chance, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Tony Pollard's practicing in full. I think the Cowboys are going to play their starters. Yeah, they're going to. And maybe not Tony Pollard. I mean, we'll see. He might be on a snap count. They might kind of just let him ease him into the game, give him a, a light workload because he is banged up a little bit. And we saw that the Cowboys offense didn't really look the same last week without Tony Pollard. So they need him for the playoffs. They might just kind of let off. But I think they're definitely going to be starting, you know, the C.D. Lambs and the Dalton Schultzes and, you know, the Dak Prescotts. They're not going to have any trouble with that. They The Cowboys have a history. They don't usually rest starters. The last time they rested starters was Dak's rookie year. Since then, even when they were in the playoffs back in 2018, they were in the playoffs comfortably. They couldn't improve their seating. They played a game down on the wire against the Giants and had huge fantasy days in that game. Michael Gallup went for two touchdowns, that kind of thing. It was a big day. Um, Dak Prescott threw for four, I think it was. So they have a history of, you know, going and playing all the way down the wire in these games. So I think this is definitely a chance. And if they have that opportunity, like you said, to claim the NFC East, even though it is a small chance, I think they're going to be playing their starters, definitely. And obviously, like Washington, too, they're going to be playing. I think Sam Howell is going to be interesting. I want to see how he plays and who he targets, who he looks for in the passing game. If he looks any kind of good, they could hold on to him and roll in the, into the next season with him, assuming they don't take a quarterback. I can totally see it. I can totally see yeah. it. Sam Howell being their starting quarterback next year. Um, uh, keep in mind for the for Washington, Brian Robinson has a knee injury. He hasn't practiced at all this week yet. Uh, Antonio Gibson's on IR, so Jonathan Williams is in play, potentially in a three-down role. So if you're looking for a cheap, yeah. a cheap DFS target or if you're looking for somebody – uh, you know, under the radar, potentially on waivers in your 18 week league, it's it, you know, week 18 championship. Jonathan Williams is somebody to, to pick up and play. All right, so th- these are the teams that who will most likely be resting their starters because they have no reason to play them. Uh, Giants, number one, they already locked up their six seed, they have, nothing to, yep. they have nothing to play for against the Eagles. Uh, the Eagles are definitely vying for the one seed. The Eagles are going to play their starters, they're favored by 14 points. So it looks like the Eagles are playing the starters against the Giants backups. That's pretty much what's yep. happening here. So it looks like Vegas is expecting that to play out. So definitely play all of your Eagles. Uh, you know, starters against backups in this game potentially. So that, that's like the yep. most ideal scenario. Uh, and the Bucks too. Uh, they already locked up the NFC South and the four seeds, so they had nothing to play for against the Falcons. Most likely resting their guys. I think any team. So any team I didn't mention is probably playing their starters. Okay. Uh, right. Or at least projected to play their starters for the entire game. So if I didn't mention the team, most likely they're going to play their guys. The, yeah, the Giants and Buccaneers. Are the, no, the Giants and Buccaneers are the two that you're really looking at. That yeah, they're not going to be playing their starters. You know, there's no really chance of them having those guys come in. But I, I think outside of that, like there are games to be played. I, I think you look at the teams like you know, obviously that don't have a shot of going very many places, but. You know, we'll still have an outside chance. I'm I'm looking at like the Steelers. You know, the Patriots could sneak in. Um, I think you look at them. Those guys are definitely going to be playing regardless because it is still the game. You know, we've seen this happen a couple of times. I know last I think it was last season that everybody was up in arms about the Eagles letting the one game go, not playing and being competitive. The Giants especially because they needed them to win for them to have a chance at the playoffs. But I remember. That happens. So I think in the spirit of the game, we're going to see a lot of these teams just kind of, you know, be competitive, at least, I think, three quarters of the way through, if not all the way through. Yeah. Um, I, I don't want to play anybody on the Giants, like if they're going to be playing their backups against no. the starters. I don't want to play anybody. Uh, but um, on the Bucks side, 
like I think I might be okay playing someone like Keyshawn Vaughn, like in DFS, um, because mm-hmm. I'm assuming they would bench for both for both Rashad White and Leonard Fournette. Um, he's a possibility, and that's really about it. Like I don't want to trust any receivers or anything like that. But Keyshawn Vaughn might walk into some opportunity this week uh, as in like a dart throw DFS cheap play. Right, because he's the clear running back behind those two, and he doesn't yeah, get a whole lot so. of time. But we've seen Keyshawn Vaughn, you know, have a couple, you know, boom games over his career. Obviously, they're few and far between. But I remember, I think it was last year where he had a big game with Leonard Fournette even playing. So it, just keep him in mind, like you said. Yeah, I think like the cheap dart throw running backs this week are probably Keyshawn Vaughn. Um, you know, a shot in the dark would be uh, Alexander Jonathan Madison. Williams. And then like Jonathan Williams. Yeah, I think those would be the three guys. Um, let's see. A few, like, okay, let's talk about a couple matchups if you have any, Zach, that, yeah. that we really like this week. I'll just I'll just throw one out there for myself. And that's Zay Jones against the Titans this yeah, week. Yeah, I had him. Um, yeah. Is you okay, good. Uh, you know, yeah. Christian Kirk is an okay play too. I like Zay better in this one against Tennessee's perimeter defense. Um, you know, he also has some uh incentives if i'm not mistaken let me just check yeah he needs uh two receptions to get 80 catches for the year and Mm -hmm. he needs 98 yards to get 900 catches and that would give him an extra seven hundred fifty thousand dollars this year um so i'm assured that the good matchup plus trevor lawrence knowing that for a fact is going to (laughs) bring a lot of put up a lot of targets uh, towards the in Zay Jones direction, that's a good matchup. And the the prop this this week, I think it's only at like fifty two and a half or something like that receiving prop. That's really and low. and the anytime touchdown is 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 good odds too. Uh, let me just quickly, if you have, if you have anything else to say about Zay Jones, please go yeah. ahead. But I'll look at that and I'll look for that in the meantime. Yeah, I said welcome so, back. You know, Zay Jones. Go ahead. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I do. Zay Jones uh, plus one eighty. Anytime touchdown, which is awesome. Uh, Christian Kirk yeah. is at plus 155. Um, yeah, 52 and a half at minus 130 in terms of his receiving total. So I like that, man. The Titans in yeah. week 14, he put up eight for 77 and a touchdown. Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. You know, he had a really too tough two game stretch featuring matchups against the Jets and the Texans who are allowing the second and fourth least fantasy points to receivers this season, respectively. Now he's turning around and he's playing against, I think it's the worst defense against receivers. You know, the best matchup in terms of fantasy points allowed, it's the Titans. Um, in their last matchup four weeks ago, like you said, he had those that big game. He finished as a PPR wide receiver eight. I'm expecting him to bounce right back in the regular season finale. This is one of those games where that, you know, we're not, we don't have too many of them this week where there are no extraneous circumstances. It's just a football game. You know, it's a competitive football game. There's nothing like, oh, we can sit back and we don't have to worry about our seating. No, both of these teams, need to win you know it's a win in your in situation for both of these teams this is what everyone has been waiting for you know for the past two weeks the titans just got rolled by the cowboys and the jaguars just rolled the texans you know so i think the jaguars can win this game um they have a good shot of having a huge game on offense um i'm hoping it's competitive because like i said there aren't a whole lot of games where it's just like you know a regular old football game these just you know going back and forth and trying to win the game um in, in this week 18 so i like zay jones a whole lot this week it's funny um he's one of the more obvious ones i think that we have this week as far as a good matchup who else you got um i'm pretty much firing up everybody on the packers you know they're facing a lions team that's allowing the most fancy points to quarterbacks the third most points to receivers um in a winning january game i like aaron Rodgers to turn things up a notch while he's defending his home turf 
Christian Watson's been limited, but I do expect him to play regardless in an important matchup. I wouldn't be worried about starting Lazard or Dubs either. Um, Dubs is more of an upside flex play for me than Lazard. He checks in as a wide receiver three, but I'm not worried about this team at all. You know, in terms of fantasy, they're at home. They've been doing much better these past few weeks. I- I'm, I'm, I'm starting everybody, you know, pretty much against the Lions because they're not a good team on paper when it comes down to allowing fantasy points. And I expect this to be a good game regardless. We talked about this game having maybe potentially a high over under, um, and it's going to be a high scoring game. I like it. I like it. What else you got? Uh, so the other one that I really liked, um, the Jets. You know, obviously, like I said, I alluded to them earlier when we talked about, you know, teams trying to play spoiler. Mike White, he's playing against a really good matchup. The Dolphins are allowing the second most fantasy points to QBs this season. I think regardless of how this game goes, he's going to be, you know, doing his thing. He's had a couple bad games, which is to be expected. You know, he came out hot out of the gate, slowed down Before a little you bit. Go on. I think with- Before you go on, I'm sorry to say this, Zach. I'm sorry to say this, but... It will not be Mike White against the Dolphins this week. It's going to be Joe Flacco. <sighs> did I miss that? Did I miss that report? It just came out. Like it just got tweeted a few a few minutes ago. Like just by now. Chapter. No. Yep. About half an hour. Joe Flacco starting uh, this week. Okay. Zach well, Wilson. Zach Wilson would be the number two, and then Mike White is out. So Mike Zach White Zach Wilson is going to be active. This not something this, I saw coming here. No, okay. It's still manageable if it's Joe Flacco. All right, because he has the passing volume. I like yeah. Joe Flacco more than I like Zach Wilson, but he's not as much as Mike White. Um, Me too. Okay. Now I'm not. I'll really say happy this though. Garrett Wilson. I'm. I'll still start him. Uh, I'll, I'll say I'll still start him. But I'll say this. Yeah. Uh, about about his receiving props and stuff. Like wait on wait on this to shift. Um. And, you know, wait for like, because the odds are going to go down, right? And, yeah. And you're going to oh, get absolutely. better deals. <laughs> the mm-hmm. deals are coming. Okay. For Garrett Wilson. Yeah. Okay. I, so I'm okay. Maybe take, a I'm blessing take, in disguise. I, I would assume that like his over-under is probably going to be around 49 and a half against the Dolphins this week. And I would take the over. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, I would say. yeah, like I said, I don't mind Joe Flacco because when he's in, it's a pass-heavy offense. So, I'm okay with Garrett Wilson, I think, even if it's Joe Flacco. I was all excited to start Mike White, though, because I look at the fantasy matchup. It's perfect. <laughs> For quarterbacks, the Dolphins are allowing a lot of points. Um, so now we'll, we'll see how it goes. I'm not very confident starting Joe Flacco. If he's going to be having a good game, it's going to have to come pretty much exclusively through the air. He is not a mobile quarterback. So um, I, I think that we have to leave. I don't even know where I'd rank Joe Flacco. You think he's like a, a, a mid to high QB two in a good matchup? I feel like he could no. be. Just the way that... <laughs> Not the way, not the way the game script is going maybe to be. mid, you know, this is, maybe mid QB two. Okay, so this is why, like, it's going to be a competitive game, quote unquote, because the Dolphins, you know, they need to get. I'm sure it's going to be, be super to competitive between Joe Flacco and Scott Thompson. Like Scott, I can't wait to see this game. It's going to be so, <laughs> no, it's gonna so, be, it's gonna be I think so he good. could finish. I think he could finish mid to high as a QB two at the yeah. end of the week when all the dust settles, because we could see quarterbacks coming in and out of the game. And the rotation, right, right. you know, okay, we have our lead built up. We'll pull Brock, we'll pull Brock Purdy. We have our lead built up. We'll pull Dak Prescott. We have our lead built up. We'll pull Jalen Hurts. Like, I think that could contribute to, you know, some deflated numbers across the board, and he could end up being a high QB, too, if it falls that way. Okay. I could see it. I can see him finishing there. Um, yeah. You have anybody else? For this week? Um, 
it's really tough going through, you know, and trying to pick these guys out. Um, I, I don't really have anybody else that stands out to me. Those are the guys that stood out to me that I like personally. Obviously, there are a bunch of matchups, but you don't know who's going to be playing when. Um, obviously, and, and are, are they playing against backups? Are these are the, are the backups right. playing against starters? Uh, this right. is a tough week, man, and this is why we don't have our fantasy championships in Week 18 and the last week now, of the regular yeah. season. This is why with. With the Week 18 Fantasy Championship, do you think there might have been a couple managers out there who have that Week 18 Fantasy Championship who are having, like, vindication? Because, you know, there's a second week of Fantasy Championship, you know, games or whatever going on. Like, I know my one league. I have a two-week Fantasy Championship. It goes from 17 right. to 18. And the manager in that league, the commissioner was like, yes, you know, this is, like, kind of vindication for me. Because even though this Monday night game, you know, it got canceled and other people's championships are hinging on it, you know, this week 18 matchup, it still has to happen. We have a whole week of games yet to play to decide the champion. And that kind of made it easy for them to decide who was going to be their champion, you know, in their league. Because right. They had that whole extra week to lean on. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I mean, the, but expect the scoring to be all wonky, though. Like, it's going to be right. all over the place. The guys you expect to do well aren't in, in, in the opposite, right? So, um, but yeah. All right. So I think that's that's gonna do it for this episode, guys. Um, really, really pumped to hear the news on Demar Hamlin. That's awesome. Um, you know, hopefully we can continue to hear you know good news as, as the weekend rolls through. Um the dude, he's 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 addressing the team via FaceTime. That's insane, dude. Yeah. These, these guys must be so pumped. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like for you, this you better game, bet man. they're gonna oh, be playing God. hard now through the playoffs. Oh my too. god. Hell yeah, hell yeah. How how are you um, gonna feel if you have to face the Bills? Like, how are you gonna say, Yeah, we're gonna beat you? <laughs> you right, know? I know, like, I know. You got you gotta man. feel it, it's a tough game. The same like when when it originally happened, this injury, like when I was thinking about it before all this information came out and they called it no contest, I was like, as the Bengals, do you just like cordially concede? Like it didn't affect the playoffs, regardless of who won that game. Like I know they talked about like it didn't affect who won the with the game. Regardless of who won the game, it wouldn't affect who was in the playoffs or who was out. Like the Bengals could have been in a position to do that. It was just an interesting thought that crossed my mind. Like you could just let that game go. Yeah. No. Yeah. I. I. I guess you know it depends. Like I guess they were just leaving it up to the NFL to see what they would decide. So yeah, that, that's um, the best way to play it. But yeah, I, it was just something that crossed my mind. I, I thought it was sure. Um, yeah, guys. So uh, have a great weekend. I hope this helps a little bit just to kind of clarify like how this how these situations are going to be looking like going into week 18. Um, and, and yeah, uh, we'll see you guys back on Monday. Uh, there's no Monday night football game. So on Monday, we're going to re kind of review all the games. Uh, and we'll obviously start getting into some, uh, you know, looking back and recapping, um, you know, the fantasy season, you know, in 2022. Yeah. Uh, and we'll start to get through all of that, uh, you know, as we as we move forward. So, you know, we're not ending, you know, the the, the content cycle by any means. We're going to continue uh, continue to like provide you guys, you know, with you know useful information and all that. Getting into the NFL playoffs and free agency and then the draft. So we have a lot a lot going on in the offseason. All right. So we'll, we we hope that you guys can continue to stick with us throughout it all. And uh, we'll be back on Monday. We'll talk to you guys then. See you later. Bye. -bye.